0: G'day, welcome to everybody here on the My Phrase Podcast, along with all my YouTube channel, followers, viewers, welcome, welcome, welcome. Ooh, a couple of things, couple of things just as a leading edge feeling space to get before we get into this, a really feel into our prosperity feels is if you're new to the podcast, and the YouTube channel. Basically, most of my content over the last few years has derived from the spiritual awakening experience. This awakening experience, while I've been working a lot of inner child healing, like a lot of this over the years, it really culminated with an experience called the Camino de Santiago. This Camino de Santiago was a spiritual pilgrimage which helped open my heart to a different level of awareness, Okay, new fans wanted to read about it, particularly the, the second part of the Camino, where I developed this new perspective of reality, like what happens when we do go through the waking experience and, and the world doesn't seem to make conceptual sense anymore. And that's my, my big old my most recent book, that. So there is, on this channel, there is a lot about awareness and mindset and inner child healing. At the same time, holding on again, there is also a focus on the seven Masses, the essential Code, raising our consciousness, not only in nature, but um, understanding when that awakening happens, is there's process to consciously change our life, transform our reality. So there's two focuses in a way with this. There's the healing that occurs through transformation, and then there's been the conscious creator of it. Okay, so you've heard the intro, that this is really a channel focusing on the two. It's a platform to talk about spiritual awakening, how to navigate that process, that as we have that increased awareness that comes from it, because our energy is is no longer divested in certain activities, thoughts, things. But at the same time, be a conscious creator of our reality, because the more energy that we have, we're more aligned with the heart and our goals. And the focus... The real focus of this one today, tonight, whether it's reaching, it's not that different to all the earlier episodes. But what I'm wanting to talk about is the feeling of prosperity. Okay, so why the desire to feel prosperity when we're in the frequency of the truth seeker or someone processing the shadow? Well, for me personally, when I was in the truth seeker energy, particularly not long after I had yeah. Walked the Camino to Santiago, the pilgrimage back in 2015. I would say 16 through to probably 19, so what, four years, I was predominantly in a pilgrim, truth-seeker energy, where I was pushing money away. Within a couple of years, so 16, 17, I didn't receive any paid money. So I wasn't receiving paid cash. But even in this true seeker space, ironically, paradoxically, I was still very abundant. I was receiving and living in beautiful homes. Sixteen, I basically had a year of living in all around parts of Western Europe, and I had a lot of say in these that I invested into developing my passion, my craft. Seventeen, I was in full yogi hermit space, grew the long hair, and was working with these seven masters developed the Ascension Code, really tapping into my heart passion, but there wasn't a lot of material wealth come to me. And why I think this is important, and perhaps this is why it's reached you in whatever format it's reached you today, is that, yes, the, the wanderer, the truth seeker energy, which I've been talking about, with the Frodo Baggins energy, and even Santiago with the alchemist, he's somewhat of the wanderer fool at the beginning of the story, is just an important stage, isn't it? because it's an important aspect of when we have the, the identities split open, it's the fool, the yogi, the Buddha, we can call it, or the Christ, at least the Jesus Christ image from one perspective, but we'll, to, we'll talk more about that in today in future episodes, that there is that innocence of the fool, you know, that we'll call it the Yoda the Star Wars There, There is a little bit of simplicity, you know, but this is where I feel we're being encouraged to lead here. And while that is very important, that stage of the awakening to integrate it, and it might also depend on what age. I was, I'm was i working on a business plan at the moment, so I'm really business focused and, and going another, another level with that. I was talking about my intended audience for the, the podcasts and the YouTube and the books, etc., and I honestly believe that there's no limit on the age because everybody I've met, either on the Camino or people I've met when I was at the Truth Seeker energy or different stages, everybody's gone through awakening experiences at different ages. And I'll, to build on this, I personally believe that connecting you to prosperity, we are getting there, is my grandfather had three heart attacks um, when I was very young. I don't remember them. I think at least one or two of them was before I was born and probably maybe one when I was very young. And he was this person that was very connected to nature. He definitely had a playful, full energy and was very much in that space. And what I think happened to him, and I spent a lot of time with him yeah, he only had the one grandson and we had our birthdays three or four days apart. A little bit of that Throdo Bilbo, Connection to the Hobbit I really had with my grandfather. And I know other people have this too. But why I bring this up is I do believe, I know I think he was pronounced dead on the table at one point in one of these, these heart attacks, is I think a big connection to me and my interest in creativity and development. And he also was a musician. He was he was basically the full energy, playful energy. He used to play drums on the side, but he was also what I'm out with prosperity. He had a very strong business facet. Yeah, facet or aspect of self because he worked in businesses. He was he actually was connected with a lot of high net wealth individuals. And I had a similar journey without really understanding it later on when I grew older and after my grandfather passed when I was 21, I was able to see that he passed on a lot of that those energies, at least subconsciously at the minimalist, to me because he had somewhat of the near-death experience. He was basically dead. And so this is what I'm getting at with this awakening and these journeys, and why I think it's not necessarily limited to age. And you might have a different experience, and maybe you want to leave a comment about this, whether it's posted, how old you are, if you're sharing that or talking about that, because I don't feel. And there is any limit on the age, but what there is this limit on when we're called for leadership, and I, I, I reference that because maybe for a more youthful space, we can be inclined to, to maybe be more active to lead. But I've also, I've, I'm hearing, feeling, Anita, I think it's Anita Mojani, the Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, yeah, I guess you could call discovered before he's passing. Was she had a knee death experience also, and she was relatively mature in her life. And that opened up a whole new space of awareness. But rather than what happened with me when I didn't seem to have that, what Anita had, and perhaps what my grandfather did have, which I've kind of opened everything here without really ever talking about historically with anyone, is that when the, the near death happens, it does tend to dissolve a lot of the, the identity almost instantaneously. Anita was, from what I gather, I think she had a lot of illnesses at that time, and she was very close to death. There was a, an ability like the Frequency in, But whether we're more mature like my grandfather or Anita, um, an older age group, or we're younger, this is the, the importance of prosperity is about being active in the world through receiving our gifts. Not active from a pushy energy necessarily, but active from... The, yeah, almost the 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 Dow's paradoxical opposite, that we get in the receiving mode. Our activity is focusing on being an abundant receiver. And that's not necessarily doing, 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 Tony Robbins walking on thighs and, and efforting. And I think that's great. I'm not dissing the walk on fire, I think it's... I think it's amazing. I know people have done that, and it, it, it's really important to change the mindset. But what I'm getting at in terms of this transitory journey, like a Santiago and the throat, which probably is a form of fire walking in, in its own way, is if we stay in the truth-seekers state for too long, the yogi energy, we do find that we're not necessarily connecting with our community of leading when we're being encouraged to be leaders. Because from some perspective, when we're being the student or maybe we're doing this on a part-time basis or we just want to live a little bit more awareness and adventure about reality, we want to have a bit of escapism and something will do later, maybe it's not so important to go deep down the rabbit hole too much. But if we are like Alice or Charlie in the chocolate factory and we've got the golden ticket and we have the wisdom that's received and with being encouraged to lead, I think it's really important to cultivate that, that prosperity. So, one thing to add today, whenever this is reaching you, connecting with all the other stuff about embodiment, is what have I learned practically? like my grandfather did, having that creative artistic aspect on one side and, you know, the musician, but also connecting with people who had wealth and also bringing that sense of wealth into our reality. What I will leave with this is, particularly into that and my experience of corporate, wealth abundance is really a feeling. And you probably heard it before. What's really helpful to embody that. Because remember, feeling is the secret and when we can feel more wealthy, we can encourage more wealth, we can be more grateful for wealth, we could we can have that frequency of wealth and, and it becomes natural to me, is yes, it doesn't feel so important, so we don't push it away because we feel it within. So it's to recognise that wealth and money is a frequency more than only a commodity. You know, and I gave these examples earlier that in, in 16, 17, 18, when I was in the truth seeker uh, energy, I was very abundant. But was I prosperous? Probably not. But that was that was okay because that was the frequency at the moment. So one way to access the wealth frequency is simply to jump the archetypal loop, to no longer be in the wanderer of seeking energy. It's to, and that it, yeah, I'm, active about this i'm excited about this because it's almost the simplest thing but it's probably the the one that's easily missed is if we don't change the identity that thinks we need to seek the truths and search and look at and pursue and effort and we unfortunately can develop this mindset about we're going to fight reality or escape reality, which while that can be a, youth, a youthful and a useful aspect of, yeah, youthful because we're connected with our inner childhood, Useful because we, we call our energy back, it gets to this stage where we're going to lead. So what I've really learned, a couple of key takeaways. Keeping this relatively short today, to build on the intro, is a somewhat reintroduction to this channel, understanding it is about both awareness and getting into nature and impeccability and shamanism and intent using mind practices, but also from a heart basis of the spirit, so to speak. But it's also about present moment and the mind and a and, and balancing heart and mind is a Ultimately, our experience of reality does come from how we feel about it and having an attitude of gratitude of being in the receiving mode and being present. Yes, it comes from feeling worthy within. But our worthiness and how we perceive reality is ultimately connected to the identity that we've constructed, how much we're aligning with the vision. So a vision is very important, you know, and so... That's the ironic thing for me when I was at the Truth Seeker and wanting financial success to be published. yet also have a judgment around money, which the shadow even can have. It's like I'm saying one thing on one mind. I might be like, you know, talking about the the, the wealth I want to have, but or, or, or writing it down on a, a vision board. But at the same time, I've, I'm, I'm consuming content, I'm playing out, I'm acting like a, a yogi with minimums and very and judgmental of money. So with I'm judging and criticising what I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm, I'm, the other level I'm trying to attract. There's this disconnect, and the frequency, the energy just can't, can't come through. So that's a real important takeaway. The first one I really suggest to this is that wealth is a frequency, and even the way I'm speak at the moment when I'm active and inspired, that has somewhat of the, a kind of a, a chasing money frequency. You know? It's like a Wall Street type frequency. But what I've learned in corporate, and I'll give a couple of examples around this, most of the, and I met a couple of, you know, some of my clients without revealing their information, respectful of that, is people that had a lot of wealth, particularly high net wealth individuals, they very rarely had a very fast paced energy. They didn't need to chase money. Uh, like that metaphorical lighthouse, the beacon. There wasn't the importance to chasing it. The importance, if there was importance, some of the attachment, it was more of the embodiment, it was about managing it. And even then, the management of wealth, remember wealth being a frequency, there was not a neediness to it because they are wealthy. Wealth was who they are, is who they are. So It was like the the normal, new normal. So when we're chasing something, this is probably the second point, the wealth frequency connected to the first. Wealth is a frequency. Abundance is a frequency. And ultimately to attract it is to embody more of the sovereign frequency, a king, king energy, king-queen energy, it attracts it. But connected with that in that embodiment is not to make it too important, not to chase it. So... How does one ask for something without chasing? Well, for me personally, it's only, and we know this going through the spiritual awakening, it's only the 3D mind that usually tells us we need to chase because it comes from a space of lack and conditionality, hypercriticism, importance, where we keep chasing the rabbit around, around the track and we never find it because we're the rabbit no. We're the one who goes down the, the rabbit hole. It's us as the rabbit. It's our own inner loop of the whence. So that's the, the second suggestion around this and it, just keeping this relatively minimal today is yes, the first step in attracting prosperity, being prosperous, is recognizing that wealth is the frequency. The second is not so much losing the importance because it's still good to have that burning desire. What the pollen was talking about. But releasing the neediness. So it's not important from external, it's it's valued internal.